Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, your host. And so often we think about how do we awaken spiritual knowing, spiritual wisdom, how do we tap into that within ourselves? How do we reach that point within us where we can access all of the wondrous gifts and messages and miracles that that are innate to us and that are really, in my mind, are really ready for us to to open and to be revealed. Well, your weight is is now. There isn't any more weight because I have a very wonderful being who is going to help us with that. And her name is Lorraine Van Toole. She is a licensed holistic psychologist, a shamanic healer, an author, a depth hypnosis practitioner. And for the past two decades, Lorraine has helped wisdom keepers, seekers, healers, and teachers access sacred inner guidance and create dream lives in service of their highest selves and the greater good. Lorraine also helps clients embrace their dynamic wholeness that's in alignment with their true nature, innate wisdom, and their soul's purpose. She relies on her rich heritage, skills, intuition, and her spirit guides when collaborating with their healing dream team. Lorraine also guide, has guided change makers, educators, entrepreneurs, artists, and psychotherapists at UC Berkeley, Davis Counseling Center, the Native American Health Center, and many more, including her own private practice at the Sacred Healing Well, where Lorraine seamlessly weaves modern psychotherapeutic and ancient practices into her own holistic approach. And she is also an ordained minister for over two decades from the foundation of the Sacred Stream, which is the largest credentialing wisdom school in San Francisco. Welcome, Lorraine. How are you? Well, well, I am. I am just so delighted. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. My pleasure. You've done so much, and I've been looking at your book, which we'll talk about soon. But I would love you to share your your very beautiful, rich background and heritage with us, because I think that's also very helpful for for showing us where where you've been, and how you help others. Yeah, it would be my pleasure. I was uh, born and raised in a country named Suriname. It's one of the Guianas, and it's right above Brazil. And I had the good fortune of 
spending a lot of time in nature. It's actually considered to be one of the most tree-covered countries in the world. And my family had a little patch of land that was right on the border um, of the rainforest, actually right in between in the city, in between our homes and our neighbors' homes. You could just step into rainforest. So I spend a lot of time playing in the in the wilderness, there are lots of animals, even crocodilians, before we had um, sewage and uh, and our streets were um, uh, nicely done. It, it, it was just living in the in the wilderness, and I loved it so much because it it really gave me an escape and a and an opportunity to connect to something bigger than myself i i often had fantasies actually of being mowgli as a little girl already i didn't have all the words to uh, articulate what was bothering me about being in the quote unquote modern society and this is a very small third world country but already influenced by some of the pressures, and, and maybe particularly more in my home, because both of my parents had studied abroad in Holland uh, for about eight years. My mother was a junior high school principal. My father was an architect. But my mother in particular, I felt, could get very regimented and rigid and um, was very rational, uh, very particular about things, and so we butted head a lot. So this was the place where I could escape, and I felt also this was the place where she relaxed. So I had a lot of associations with nature as being my saving grace. You know, I can identify with that mm-hmm. so so beautifully too. We moved from Brooklyn to Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. to to out on the island when when it was very non-developed when I was a little kid. And I remember walking mm. in nature, like being mm. in the woods and, and even sitting on a tr- on a rock and just being quiet and still. And, you know, today we call it meditation. <laughs> but right, at that point, right. we didn't know. So, so I think that richness of nature and, and, and the connection that you're talking about of something more than than ourselves is so beautiful and does create like you say a sense of inner peace and a groundedness so let's talk a little bit about this book because i firstly the title is amazing amazon wisdom keeper a psychologist memoir of spiritual awakening Firstly, what is what is spiritual awakening? I know to many people it may be something different, but but how do you categorize or or, or describe spiritual awakening, especially within yourself? Um, well, what I would add to what I was saying before, um, so no, not only did I find peace in the jungle, this was also a country that was very ethnically, culturally mixed. And there were a lot of ancient traditions still practiced by both the indigenous people and the Maroon people, where, which are descendants of runaway slaves. And one of our housekeepers happened to be one. And so she was an anchoring point um, and of great influence to me growing up as well. And so what I see as spiritual awakening, I feel like, 
when we enter, when we're born in the world, we're already getting, we're exposed to a filtered sense of reality, especially in modern society. It's much more materialistic, much more earthbound, based on the concrete of five senses. And this varies a lot from culture to culture. So I was exposed to many different um, ways of living and being, even if it wasn't articulated. I could tell that she was much more of that spiritual being, having a human experience, if you want to call it that, versus other people who were much more in the human body, having a spiritual experience. And I felt... Very, at a very young age already, in an intuitive sense of my calling, was to bring the as above into the below. Actually, I'm owning it much more these days. My name, Lorraine, the cross of Lorraine, um, is the uh, symbol of the as above, so below. My Chinese name, it means golden flower. The idea of the lotus rising out of the mud material and spiritual, and then my earth name is Rainbow Crystal. So this theme has come up a lot growing up as well, and I've just more recently through the writing of my book and just the kinds of healing modalities that I come up with, that this this is really the overarching goal. So I'd say spiritual awakening is about understanding that we're way our consciousness is way, it's, and, and our being is is m- reaches way beyond our physical body, our experiences and our perception and how we conceive of reality um, expands way beyond what we um, we take in with our five senses. And it's allowing our mind, which tends to be quite dominating in, in modern times, to become a little bit more spacious. So this creative insight and this imagination and the spiritual wisdom can come through. You know, I love that because I think that is so important. And and there is so much more than this physicality, this body, when, when we know how. And you teach people how to do that, to tune in to the vastness and the richness. Tell Tell our listeners, Lorraine, a little bit about this book and what was the inspiration behind writing the book as well as as the title well the title actually um came a little um or actually much later in the journey i've been working on it more than a decade and my most popular, my most favorite title actually for the book was Psychologist Comma Initiated because I was really aware, especially during my graduate years, that all the inner conflict that I was bottling in and experiencing was some kind of initiation that I was being awakened. And normally, um, I, I, it, it's not a, a moment in time when that happens. It's usually a series of initiations and progressions. And normally it would, that process would go much more smoothly. And it, I just found it really ironic um, that in graduate school, mental, in the mental health field as a clinical psychologist, I was encountering many more blocks. Um, so to piggyback, I left Suriname because of a revolution I already had a lot of psychic, what I call psychic bleed 
truth of my purpose through my imaginary friends, if you want to call them that, and Frank, Joan of Arc, Helen Keller, um, giving me this, these nuggets of wisdom in terms of the the struggles I would encounter. And as a child, I would encounter the many versions of them till the, revol- the revolution happened and there was so much chaos and violence and, and terror in terms of kidnappings and quote-unquote accidental deaths and all this political oppression. So we left, and I completely lost my lifeline. I was very lost during my adolescent years, but I was able to pull through. I was able to, after experimenting with many different things, able to connect back to my true nature. So I was in in a good healing path, and I thought clinical psychology is it. And that's when I realize wow this is that this is just not syncing up with my worldview and at that moment i could have left i could have become a transpersonal healer or or psychologist guide um you name it so many different options were available my but my guides made it clear to me that it was my purpose to stay there to record what was happening that's where the and frank came through that as a child already I kept what was bothering me a secret rather than letting other people or the adults around me override my knowing where I used her as an example and and thought if she can hold on to her truth no matter what's going on around her I could do the same so I was already in the pattern of doing that and now I felt called to continue to write about my experiences in many different settings as I was becoming to be a clinical psychologist just for educational purposes to enhance our consciousness. So the Amazon Wisdom Keeper um, title was suggested by a book coach who said, I think um, based on what you're telling me, if you can connect this to the land, to where you're from, it will be even more powerful and unique. And it, it immediately clicked and made sense in terms of the Amazon, too, because of just the connotation Amazon warriors. And, and there's an indigenous group in Suriname who claims, based on their history, which I talk about at the end of the book, and their fierce commitment to the, the sacred feminine and wholeness, that the Amazon rainforest was named after them. And I felt as a small child, I was already really tuning into the spirits of the Amazon rainforest. So so that's what inspired that part of the title. Well, that's wonderful, and the book is wonderful, too. And And you talk about something, and you just mentioned it a little while ago, about how our inner conflicts are initiations for ourselves mm-hmm. rather than... Than tragedies or something. And I guess I'm thinking to be able to view those conflicts as you're talking about in a different light, in a more healing way. Can you talk about that to our listeners? Because I think that's fascinating and I think that really is very helpful and it gives us more of a, an, an awareness of what's going on inside of us and, and that's leading us even when without our knowledge. Right. It, it's so much in our blind spot. And having lived in many different 
places and being exposed to different cultures has really helped me with this idea of being a fish out of the water. I was just thinking this morning um, of an interesting memory as a child, and this might be a good example. We come with this perception of the world that is already slanted and very materialistic rather than spiritual, and that impacts every experience we have from a very young age. So to give an example, even though I grew up in in Suriname, which is a third world country and uh, had been colonized by the Dutch, and perhaps from the perspective of Dutch children and Dutch families, we had the shorter end of the stick. But growing up, it was completely the opposite. (laughs) We always felt sorry or felt um, that, that the Dutch children would so deprived and I remember my school and different communities and and also how my parents would talk about it because they really um, had a hard time mostly because of the weather so they would always say no way not over my dead body and going back to Holland and I've been there too and um, the city looked very grim and and I knew where and Frank had grown up and I had you know read her diary so my whole perception of that world, which you know, from from a I guess a mo- more modern standpoint, would be they were better off than us, and we always felt like, oh my gosh, when people came back, people from Suriname came back from Holland, they're like so glad to be back in Sweet Suriname is the name that that was called, and so this gives this gives a good example too in terms of how we perceive our struggles. If you're coming from a materialistic standpoint, if that's the overarching umbrella, you will have certain goals in life, certain ways that things should be moving. And when you now have um, a spiritual breakthrough or you have some of that inner conflict or what I call your truth body, you know, being loyal to you rather than having a pain body that is being a pain in the butt, (laughs) Um, you're going to see your experience, perceive your experiences very differently as your body trying to help you, as your body communicating to you and trying to direct you, just like if you were to put your hand on a burning stove, the pain is only trying to direct you to um, a more comfortable and healthier um, situation. But if you're not honoring that, then you might want to numb your hands and you're, you might get upset with your hands. Say, why are you being difficult? I want to touch this. I want to do this. Our will and certain storylines and perceptions override the mystery of the body. And and I believe that is what's happening a lot. And um, I often say, you know, our mental disorder often is a byproduct of our spiritual self trying to get back in order, in a, in alignment. And if we resist that, if we look at it a certain way as the problem rather than um, a best friend, a welcoming partner in that process, I think we will experience some of these conflicts very differently. You know, that's so important, the truth body, I love that, and being in alignment because I also, I've gone through 
many experiences where whereby and I felt that that spirit was you know, my spirit was leading me whether it was an injury that I had to figure out how to heal which led me down a path of looking to or alternative ways and holistic medicine and and shamanism and chanting and and and, and energy work so so I think you know I I've experienced what you're talking about firsthand that if we pay it you know that that we're getting those messages from us, from our bodies, from our minds, signals of something more of spiritual experience, and it, and if we can connect with that and honor it, like you're saying, it can lead us. I mean, it's it, those experiences for me totally changed my direction, my life purpose, kind of, and led me in places where I was supposed to be. In retrospect, looking at it was yes, yes. So it's so yeah. exciting that you mm-hmm. that beautiful. Yeah, I just wanted to add, and I, I'm it, it's so wonderful how much our world is shrinking because of this modern technology. These are the benefits of it. All these resources are now accessible to almost anyone, or especially us here. You know, in in this more modern industrialized world, you don't need to travel to some remote place to be able to benefit from these resources. So that that is just so exciting to me and to meet people from so many places and to find out that um the end of the day we really share this common denominator and uh, there there's some universal patterns that we can work with which um it very much informs my holistic healing model and modalities as well. Which is so very exciting and also can shift our, our, I believe, you know, it shifts our our consciousness and our awareness of not just the physicality, the physical body, or you versus me or whatever, but the wholeness of who we are and and our connections to one another and, and what we're here to do. You and I were talking a little bit before the show about... Your beautiful model, and I love what it's called, Lorraine, Soul Sanctuary Alchemy. Can you tell us about that? Because I think that many of our listeners would love to hear more about that and jump on board with it. It, because it reson- I know it resonates with me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, well, what I refer to as my soul sanctuary model and this alchemy, uh, the gist of it the energetic, just inner knowing of it. I downloaded a long time ago, actually, about probably 17 years ago in a sweat lodge. And I have finessed it over the years, using myself a lot as a lap rat, but also um, just really giving my clients an opportunity to, to try it out and to see how it works with many different clients struggling with different issues and coming from different walks of life. And really what it is, kind of what I described before, there's a lot in our shadow. So if um, we are coming in with this filtered sense of reality, we are to realize we're spiritual beings having a human experience that's quite limited. All that information, all these experiences in our shadows, as well as um, struggles, that I think the universe 
you know, helps us. It, it conspires a little bit with us, especially if we're in denial. So some of the crises and unfortunate events, I, I do think, are patterns, karmic imprints, patterns that keep repeating to help us to become more conscious. And so whether it's a positive experience or a negative experience, the ultimate goal is to enhance our consciousness. So what this model does, and, and I think um, – one way to look at it is it's that it's an integration of, of many modalities. Um, depth hypnosis is already um, a brilliant and compact little model, so I'll just kind of uh, touch upon what um, is integrated in that, the pillars of that model, uh, which is energy medicine, shamanic healing, Buddhist psychology, transpersonal psychology, regression, hypnotherapy, and that sort of thing. So it's quite compact already. Um, but what I found is, and, and it teaches clients to tap into their inner guidance, their inner uh, spirit guides, archetypes, power animals, and so on. But what I found out is our ego can be so powerful and slams experiences so strongly that let's say we look at, for example, ourselves consisting of the four different elements air, fire, earth, and water, you could have, or if you think of even your energetic body as having these universal elements, just like most of us, you know, I would say 99% of the people have two hands and ten fingers, two feet, a certain structure. Their guides would be brilliant in um, helping them resolve an issue, but it could be, for example, completely focused just on their pinky or the palm of their hand because the injury is there. And just like our bodies would be amazing in, in, result, in, in healing that, um, our whole body is affected by an injury like that. And if we have a poor diet or there's so many other things that we're missing in terms of our nutrients or how we're taking care of ourselves, it's going to impact how that wound gets healed. So. From a shamanic perspective, even though we're helping our clients um, in, in this depth hypnosis model uh, tap into their inner quote-unquote shaman, so to speak, and really access these these specific guides to help with this specific problem, um, I felt that the process could be sped up much more if they were more aware of how I held space by opening up the portals of the the universal most important key portals um, that I've been opening up for myself and holding open for myself when I hold space, sacred space. So what I do So how do you open up portals? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what I do now is have them, through meditation and trance, go into the heart space, the center, and have them access their inner nature and have them enter in an inner garden, an inner scape where each of the elements are present and start working immediately with a tree guide. So there's some universal aspects and even structural 3D aspects um, as well as the opportunity for them to contact their unique guides. There are many different plant guides, many different tree guides. Or, or more than one that might appear to them. And this immediately gets their mind aligned to this paradoxical dynamic nature um, and dissolve some of these polarities that that uh, trip us up so often. And once they've 
they've done that and feel the intersection right there at their heart and experience this wholeness, um, I have them connect with the elements, air in front, fire, earth, and water. And this model is designed to help them remember. It's, 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 it air helps them to face their highest truth, bring spaciousness, um, and, and we use the breath. So it's very grounded, very integrated, and has the spiritual connotation. The same with fire, helps them with protection, their energy, their body heat that we work with. Their ang- anger is often a very obstructed barometer, very um, complicated because of modern society. So clearing that is, is very helpful for people, as well as grounding, helping us really get in tune with organic growth, our own organic growth, and not compare ourselves. And water is great for bringing in more fluidity, helping us be in the flow with very intense feelings, having the spaciousness to to be able to tolerate that. And each of these work together. So they learn about this model through these archetypal elements. But then we also invite their personal guides, whatever they might be, in each of these areas so that it feels very tailored, very personal, yet it's not lopsided or missing or off balance in any way. It sounds beautiful, and I just want to tell you something real real quickly. Mm. Years ago, I had brought in a guide who called himself mm. the Green Giant, and it was at a time, many years ago, I was younger, but it was a time of great fear for me for whatever reason that I won't go into. And I remember talking to somebody who said, well, you can't have a guide whose name is Green Giant. <laughs> and I thought, but, that's, but wait a minute, that's my guide. He's not offended. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you they, they could be whatever. They could be secular objects. And they could even still repeat themselves, you know, and and show up like a red ball or a spiral, whatever it might be. So I I just find that super amazing. And, yes, own your guides, whatever they might be. (laughs) I I found it funny, too. It's like, hey, don't tell me that I can't have this guide when he and I have this very profound relationship going on, you know. (laughs) right? So there's a lot on in modern society it's depression a lot of anger going on a lot of judgment a lot of um anxiety a lot just a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. how do we how do we obviously our modern model it may be missing in many ways so the model that you're describing how mm-hmm. does that tap into, I'm not going to call these psychoses, or whatever, but how does that tap mm-hmm. into the challenges that we're seeing evidenced in our societies today, Lorraine? Yeah, I, I really love the model because it, it provides a built-in antidote to that. I think not only are we having so many of these struggles, which I believe come from our top-down mental analyses, and and, and in some ways I would even call them addictions. We do it to control and and contain all this energy that overwhelms us. And so to approach a 
quote-unquote problem to try to resolve something using that same approach, which I believe clinical psychology does a lot with all these diagnoses. It doesn't really help. So my model really goes from the inside out and clients and works from the bottom up or the heart out, um, as well as takes note of what is happening. So when clients get to experience themselves, their true nature in their wholeness and their fullness and their more expanded state, they immediately, when we start working with air and we bring in more spaciousness and mystery in the usual stories, we're taking note of both realities. Uh, we also don't, I don't believe bypassing is the answer. I believe we're here to transform all this, and that's why I call it a soul sanctuary, a soul sanctuary alchemy. I, I compare it to a chrysalis. So they do that, and they have this much more expanded understanding, and these elements and guides start working on them already, start teaching them from the get go what they need to do to resolve the issue. So, for example, even if we start working with the tree, the tree might show that the roots are very shallow or there's fungus growing or there's some disruption between the top and the bottom or there's a fear of reaching out to the light. Um, So from the get-go, we get uh, an energetic blueprint of how modern society is impacting this particular person. And they feel empowered also from the get-go because the guide will show them energetically what it is they need to do. And they go into their bodies rather than some analysis, which um, makes the constrictions even more rigid. What it does, it brings this fluidity and flow and starts um, organically healing it, changing it. Yeah, and when we're not doing that, we're 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 kind of distancing ourselves from our true innate nature, which is so full and goes beyond, like you talked about, our our physicality, our physical body. And when we can tap into that, that it's a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful sense of knowing, and it's so you look so all encompassing i i know for myself it's a, it's it's like fulfillment a sense of of really coming home if that's the right, right way to describe it yes and and for many people especially the ones that um seek psychotherapy seek help um there is a lot of trauma i, I believe that all of us have experienced trauma to some extent or another because there's such an attachment to um, flipping or keeping the the world uh, more bound to a materialistic sense of reality. So it, it on some level, it feels amazing and good for my clients to start connecting with their true nature. And on another, um, it starts to trigger lots of trauma, whether it's trauma experience in this life or trauma experience in other lives or in the womb or at birth or uh, ancestral kind of trauma, which can get very overwhelming very quickly. And that's why I believe setting up the structure right and practicing uh, being grounded in this wholeness before diving into 
um, this trauma, and sometimes you know they have trouble. They're not consciously choosing. They're they're really triggered by it. But practicing at least um, how to have your harness on, how to have all the safety um, buckles on, um, really helps with giving them a sense of confidence that they can pace it, regulate it, and that they're ready for whatever big trauma might surface. You know, it's all we, we it's also looked upon as you're you're talking and your model, it's it's describing what we're going through in a in a totally different way, Lorraine, rather than saying we have an illness or a disease or whatever. It's really mm-hmm. about parts of ourselves that are calling to us for help, for reorganization, for groundedness, for evolution, for 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 acknowledgement, you know, all of that for shifting and changing. And your model gets, to, you know, gets to the root of that and helps us go through that, I'm going to say, tunnel or through that passageway to connect with all facets and aspects of ourself to see us in this, this larger, beautiful way. So, so I, I love the model. I love what you're doing. Tell people, you do retreats, too. Where do you do these retreats? I'd love to go on a retreat with you. Where where do you do these retreats and how how do they come about? Thank you so much for that, for your interest. Um, I planned to do a retreat in Costa Rica, and talking um, to my tribe, the people interested in it, what came to be is that they felt that they were not ready for such a big leap and that's why I shifted gears and um, started to design the online course where they could do it wherever they were and if they wanted to retreat if they wanted to take a week off or some time off in nature uh, to some special place they could do it or they could do it right at home so um, I suspended that retreat in Costa Rica um, for the time being, but I am using the same curriculum, the same um, structure that I designed for it to now see how that would work with the online course that could reach many more people with different kinds of resources. And I still have that kind of as my pie-in-the-sky dream to some someday do it. Of course, it would be even more wonderful to do it in Suriname, but I just went in uh, December, and it's it's quite a um, a trip just to get there, and many more logistical and infrastructure issues. So um, Costa Rica was a, a good compromise. Reminds me a lot of Suriname, and, and much easier to get to from all over the world. So it's still um, it's 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 still my bucket list as one thing I will be doing one day and offering regularly. Well, I'd love to be a part of that whenever. And also, if you're doing it online, like you said, you're reaching more people and they're connecting, and I think it's so important that more people access this information and this kind of spiritual awakening. So you and I, I could talk to you for hours. I find you beautiful (laughs) and fascinating, and I resonate with everything you're talking about. Tell our listeners, Lorraine, how they could get a hold of you, your book, your 
Amazon Wisdom, a psychological a psychologist, excuse me, memoir of spiritual awakening. Find out more about your group, your online courses, and everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for that. Uh, the easiest way to stay connected to me is just to go to my website, The Sacred Healing Well, and all that you mentioned, all the information is on there. It would also be easiest just to su- to subscribe to my newsletter because they'll receive all the updates right in their inbox. Now, for women, I do have a closed Facebook group. It's called Awaken Your Amazon Goddess. I would love for more to join, and I um, give the women, the goddesses in there, a, a taster of my meditations. I curate um, articles and information out there that is aligned with my soul sanctuary alchemy model. And eventually, um, when my model will become available, and I'm right now thinking around September, I might have a pilot before then, um, they'll be the first to know about it. There's also a book page on my website, so for anyone who's interested in my memoir, they can read more about it. There's an intro chapter. There's some events and past interviews that I've done that they can listen to there as well. Wonderful, Lorraine. You are filled with wonderful inspiration and guidance and and beautiful connection to spirituality and the universe. What would you like to leave our listeners with before we close? Well, I I just love this quote that just um crossed my path. And I perhaps it might be the the message to leave listeners. Please. With. It was by pa- Pablo Picasso. And he said, the meaning of life is to find your gift, and the purpose is to give it away. And I really resonate with that I love it, and I, <laughs> and I believe in it, and I think you certainly have numerous gifts that you are sharing with so many of us. So thank you so much, Lorraine, for being the beautiful person that you are and for all that you do, and have a beautiful, blessed day. And thank you so much for having me, for offering this space. And uh, thank you for your listeners for being here and joining us. Thanks again. Take care, Lorraine. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So if you've missed any of this interview with Lorraine Van Tool and her beautiful memoir, Amazon Wisdom, a psychologist's memoir of spiritual awakening, Lorraine talked about her website and also, if you missed the interview, you can find it on Blog Talk. You can go to my website, docwhite.org or drjoannwhite.com, where you can find out more about upcoming shows, free articles, and get our newsletter as well. So remember, everything that Lorraine talked about, really being able to access all of who you are, we are a spiritual being within a human body and living an experience and you can bring the spiritual richness to yourself and help yourself in in a healing mode and also help spread that throughout the world. Get in touch with Lorraine. And next week we're shifting gears 
And I have back two very special people who have children with autism. Actually, now they're young adults. And that is something that we're going to talk about on March 21st with Linda Cooper and Deborah Wallace. So thanks so much for joining us. And remember that you are a beautiful being and you have the ability and power to shift your life. And Lorraine gave us some beautiful tools and ways to do that. So have a beautiful day wherever you are and thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.